Welcome back, everybody, to Season 5 of Rants, Raves, Questions, and Quotes. I am your host, Mr. Rants, and I'm glad you came back. There's been a few changes. We are no longer under the Anchor platform. We are now on the Podbean platform for the podcast. And uh, we've made a few other changes as well, but I'm glad you came back. It's a new season. It's a new year. uh, And uh, looks like we're going to have a lot more fun in the upcoming days. Uh, again, I am not a licensed therapist, doctor, clinician, whatever the hell you want to call me. I'm just a guy that uh, likes to put his little rant and rave and uh, take on the world and uh, questions that come up and uh, things he finds interesting and wants to talk about. So thanks for sticking around. Again, as always, you can reach me at my email, mrrants50 at gmail.com or my blog at my rrqq wordpress.com thanks for being here and sticking around and look forward to talking to you soon okay everybody welcome back you you know um, I took the day off yesterday and I got a few podcasts for you today Uh, so those of you that like to listen in the following morning you're in for a treat Every once in a while, I listen to other podcasts and I try and keep my ears open for things that I think might be interesting to discuss and talk about. I try to keep it all out of all the politics, not fully make that the podcast, you know, there's enough of that out there, although we do talk about it, but some things just blow my fucking mind, man. Where the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing in this country anymore? Government corruption is rife and rampant. And no, I can't just blame it all on the Democrats this time, but somebody needs to wake the fuck up and say enough is enough. Uh, these We're going to discuss two different things. And I heard these all on the Daily Wire's morning news podcast. So... I I give them the credit. All I'm going to do is replay it so you can hear it and then we'll discuss. So this is the first one. Viral screenshots from an NIH-backed nutrition tool developed at Tufts University, which showed, for example, that Lucky Charms cereal was more nutritious than eggs, is shining the light on rampant corruption in the food industry. Joining us with the details is Daily Wire's Michael Whitaker. So, Michael, recently there was an image circulating around from a Tufts University nutrition tool that showed some pretty bizarre food recommendations. For example, it said that beef was extremely bad and should be avoided, but sugary cereal was good. Now, what does this have to do with corruption in the food industry? Well, essentially, large food companies have purchased influence with politicians, special interest groups, public health officials, and researchers at some of the country's most prestigious academic institutions and use that influence to buy subsidies and bogus research that helps them push high-sugar, low-quality food on millions of people. A whistleblower named Callie Means has been speaking out recently, exposing just how blatant some of the corruption has become. Means is a former consultant for Coca-Cola and has recently tweeted out about a quid pro quo he saw in the backroom negotiations the company had with the NAACP. That tweet got almost 12 million views and provoked a media firestorm. I spoke to Means, who was shocked by how transparent the agreement was. It was an explicit playbook. The first step is to identify civil rights groups. Uh, In this case, with Coke, it was the NAACP and Hispanic Federation. The agreement is that 
Coke pays them millions of dollars and they call opponents racist. And in this case, the opponents were parents that were concerned about their kids, you know, drinking a hundred times more sugar, ingesting a hundred times more sugar than a, a kid did a hundred years ago, which is leading to absolute devastation for the health. The U.S. spends tens of billions of dollars on food stamps every year. In 2021, we spent over $100 billion on the program. 13% of the American population uses food stamps, and 10% of that money is spent on soda. In 2012, there was talk of removing soda purchases from the program. Coke went to extreme lengths to stop that. But it's not just Coke. 80% of U.S. agricultural subsidies go to grains and processed sugars. Corporations outspend the government on nutrition research at a rate of 11 to 1, and researchers from big-name universities like Harvard and Stanford and think tanks on the left and right keep recommending more and more processed grains in our diet. Coincidentally, two-thirds of our population are now overweight or obese, and childhood obesity rates have climbed to almost 20%. Now, what about the public research? Have those findings differed at all? Not really. But it's important to remember that the NIH doesn't actually do any of its own research. It issues grants to respected researchers and universities who are overwhelmingly on Big Food's payroll. And 95% of the government's Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee have some sort of tie to the food industry. For example, a recent NIH-backed study to update the food pyramid was co-sponsored by several large food conglomerates and explicitly plugged several of their products. It says Honey Nut Cheerios are more nutritious than beef. Then pharma and healthcare systems, you know, hospitals, et cetera, profit, but say nothing about why people are getting sick. Eighty percent of medical schools in the United States don't require a single nutrition class for doctors. So it sounds like the overwhelming majority of our researchers are on the food industry's payroll. Exactly. And that's a huge part of the problem. Policymakers and interest groups are able to cite peer-reviewed studies, which are the scientific gold standard, and people take them at their word. But the reason those are the gold standard is because they limit bias. What are we supposed to do when institutions have become so corrupt that they short-circuit the scientific method? It's hard to oversell the scope of this problem. Eight out of the ten leading killers of Americans are directly linked to bad diets, heart disease, diabetes, several forms of cancer. Degenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia have been linked to diabetes. Most COVID deaths had several diet-related comorbidities. Even some cases of depression have been linked to gastrointestinal problems. And we're subsidizing bad food. We're dishing it out in our school lunches and in our prisons. We're propping it up with bad research, and we're increasingly reaping what we've sown. Hmm. Well, I will say I personally cut out all grains this year, and I've never felt better. Michael, thanks for reporting. Thanks for having me. That was Daily Wire's Michael Whitaker. Okay, let's break this one down. Still trust the science? After the last two years, after being lied to about the about the about the COVID, yeah, I'll tell you straight up, it came from a lab. It didn't come from some penguin or some fucking bat or some squirrel <laughs> that some Chinese dude ate at the fucking farmer's market. It came from the lab, okay? It was genetically altered. We were told by our scientists that one of the comorbidities was obesity. Hmm. Being overweight, diabetes, of which, hey, I fit that bill twice. And I'll be straight up honest with you people. You know what the fuck gave me the diabetes? Soda. I used to drink Mountain Dew like it was fucking water. No shit. (laughs) 
You could not get me to drink water. When I was in the military and we had to keep our canteens on us at all times filled with water, guess what? You know, in the MREs, those are meals ready to eat for those of you that don't know what they are. Okay, they come with a, a meal so you can eat it. It's all, you know, able to eat out in the war zone kind of thing. Well, guess what's included? A pack of fucking Kool-Aid powder. Guess what went into into the water that was in my canteens? That pack of Kool-Aid mix. I didn't drink fucking water when I was in the military. I drank Kool-Aid when I was out in the field or or, uh, doing war zone simulations. Then when I got out, I'm a soda junkie. I was drinking that shit about a gallon. And sure as shit, yeah, I got diabetes. Type 2. Thank God I'm not pumping into the needles with the insulin yet it was a big fucking wake-up call you know when the doctor says you gotta go home sit on your ass for three days and do nothing well what i gotta do that well you're either gonna do that or we're gonna admit you to the fucking hospital because your blood sugar is so fucking high we can't let you do anything so yeah it was a big wake-up call and fortunately, I've gotten my shit together and I've gotten my affairs in order with sodas and diets and all that shit. And my shit's back to normal or as normal as it can be. But guess what? I'm under fucking five or six different medicines now that I didn't have to take before this. Still think Big Pharma's not involved? It's a fucking vicious circle. Now, as much as I disliked President uh, Obama, Michelle Obama was trying to get decent lunches in schools. Guess what happened to that program? It went in the toilet. Why? Because kids threw the shit away. They didn't want to eat healthy. They wanted the junk food. They wanted the sodas. They wanted the, 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 the high sugar juices and all that shit. And I'll be totally honest with you. If I had been in school during that time, I would have thrown mine in the trash as well. Because we've got accustomed to it. The lady mentioned Dean, she's cut out grains. What's the best fucking thing and the thing that they give you at any restaurant you go to, or 90% of them anyway? Go to Outback. What do they do? They lay a loaf of bread in front of you. Go to uh, Chili's. Chips. Go to, uh, I don't know, fucking pick a place. Uh, Olive Garden, where everyone's family. Here's a bucket of breadsticks. You know, any place you go. Oh, uh, you want <laughs> you you go go to Red Robins. Oh, here's unlimited fries. Why to keep us fat, dumb, and happy, overweight, and sitting there fucking pumping money into the healthcare system, sitting there pumping money into the fucking drugs and the pharmaceutical companies. And a vicious circle it goes. And now we find out, yeah, they don't want you to eat healthy either. Fucking Cheerios are more healthier than a steak. Who would have thunk it? And you know something else? Let's think about it. Hmm. In in recent months, what's been the big big joke lately going around? I've seen memes of it all day long. Take somebody out. 
In fact, I just saw one a few, a few minutes uh, before I started doing this podcast. It was a meme of a couple, and the wife says to the husband, Hey, take me out somewhere expensive. So they're going to the supermarket, and they're sitting in front of all the fucking eggs. Chips aren't as expensive as eggs. The junk food's cheap. And I'll admit, I do like to snack. You know what's on my bucket uh, or in my uh, shopping list now? Oh, it's a wonderful thing. And they taste delicious. Check. Check cereal. Yeah. No, no, no. Not the corn, the wheat, or the rice. No, 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 no. I'm talking apple cinnamon, blueberry, chocolate, peanut butter. Uh, There's two other flavors I can't remember off the top of my head. Sugar, 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 sugar. Diabetes, heart disease, all that other shit. And the government just lets it happen. Some big, big, big fucking money going through through D.C., through the government. And like I said, I can't blame this all on the Democrats. This has been going on for years. So this is Republican done and Democrat done. When are we going to wake up and say enough's enough? Or is it even going to matter? Because if we wake up and say enough's enough, we're going to be too fat to do anything about it. I, I just, I don't know. It just blows my fucking mind. You know, it's always something. They've got their hands in fucking everything. But trust the science. Trust the science. They'll, they'll, they'll keep you safe. We'll give you a vaccine that we don't know what it does. We'll give you a, a new food pyramid. Well, you know... We'll teach your kids that you know, they could be one thing or the other or both or a combination of all of the above. And, you know, but trust the science. Don't worry. The government would never steer you wrong. I, 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 there's an old quote. Uh, I think it was Reagan who says, what's the seven or eight most uh feared words in, in, in the English language. I'm here from the government to help or I'm, I'm from the government. I'm here to help or something to that effect. Yeah, they're here to help. All right. All right. Well, I've beat that dead horse, but give me something to think about. So the next time you get up and you say, I really got to go to the gym, but mm, there's a show on TV I like to watch, and I can sit back with a cold beer or soda and, you know, just chalk it up to your uh, hitting your daily quota on the food pyramid, you know, because uh, eat that second or third bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. That's healthier than eggs and beef and, you know, the shit that actually uh, keeps us going, keeps us healthy, keeps us uh, mentally sound in some cases. You know, what do I know? But on to the second topic. 
Ownership of U.S. farmland by Chinese entities has exponentially increased over the past decade, leading some leaders in Congress to raise flags about potential national security threats. Here to discuss is Daily Wire reporter Amanda Prestigiacomo. So, Amanda, how much American farmland do Chinese firms own, and what are the concerns with that? Hey, Georgia. Well, according to the most recent numbers from the Department of Agriculture released in 2020, China owned about 200,000 acres of U.S. farmland, not including other properties. And that's less than 1% of all foreign-owned farmland. But we have to add some context here. It's increasing at an exponential rate. Chinese ownership has increased more than 20-fold from 2010 to 2020 to nearly $1.8 billion. A Chinese group also acquired yet another 300,000 acres in North Dakota just last year. So while China accounts for just a fraction of the estimated 38 million acres of foreign-owned farmland, China is adversarial with the U.S. So in a lot of respects, it just can't be compared apples to apples to places like Canada, which is a nation that owns the most U.S. farmland. There are a few concerns, but chief among them is national security. That 300,000-acre buy in North Dakota from the Fu Fung Group, well, that piece of land happens to be within 12 miles of the Grand Forks Air Force Base. I asked Stanford professor and historian Gordon Chang about that. They could actually install passive listening devices um, because at Grand Forks, we have satellite uplinks. And we also control drones. Um, but what's even worse than just passive capture of, of signals is China could actually disrupt uh, uh, communications at Grand Forks. Chang also highlighted this issue of reciprocity. No American can buy land in China. We should not be allowing Chinese parties to own farm or ranch land in the U.S., And I don't think we should be allowing them to own businesses in the United States. Now, what about securing food production? Is that a concern? Right now, Chinese ownership of our farmland is too small to threaten food production, but I think it would be short-sighted to dismiss this concern. Some reports indicate that 40% of farmland here in the U.S. will be transferred to new ownership over the next couple of decades due to an expected mass retirement from farmers. There are about a dozen or so states that have restrictions on foreign ownership, but a lot of this land will be up for grabs, and that includes for China. Now, is this something that lawmakers are actively discussing in Congress? It's actually somewhat of a bipartisan concern. For example, we had Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren vow to prohibit foreign individuals or entities from purchasing farmland for the purpose of farming during her presidential campaign in 2020. But overall, the GOP is more bullish on this. Some red states have already banned these purchases, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said earlier this month that he's working to ban the CCP from buying up any property in the Sunshine State. On the flip side, some Democrats reject action or investigations into China, claiming it will boost anti-Asian hate here at home. For example, Massachusetts Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley made this claim earlier this month when she refused to vote for a bipartisan House Select Committee on China. Well, this is just one of many ways China is exerting influence. Amanda, thanks for reporting. Anytime. That was Daily Wire. Again. Blow my mind. Let's let them have all the land up to the fucking military base. And no, they're not the big big hitters. No, no, no. But, mm, gee, I wonder which administration has kind of been partial to China and which one in the past was trying to make things a little more even. 
Hmm. Who could that have been? Could Trump have been uh, the one that was passive to China? No, no, no. I think he was against all this shit. Hmm. Wonder who that could have been. Anyway, it might have been Sleepy Joe, I think. Uh, you know. After all, we're finding out more and more that he's in bed with other fucking countries and uh, doesn't give a shit about us. You know. So, if and when the time comes and these farmers retire and they sell off their land and we run out of food, that's okay between China and the other country, foreign countries that own our farmland and uh, Bill Gates. Of course, Bill Gates doesn't think we should eat meat anyway. Uh, so, uh, you think Microsoft was a big money maker for him? Imagine when all the fuck we can get is vegetables from the big Bill Gates uh you know, supermarket. And yeah, you're going to think I'm crazy. You're going to think I'm nuts. But um, it's, it's you know, hell, it's time for a new conspiracy theory for me because all my other ones have come true. And let's, <laughs> let's just briefly address the elephant in the room, so to speak. Anti-Asian hate. Because if we go against the Chinese, we're anti-Asian. You know, we we had 10 terrorists attack us on 9-11 with box cutters that took over planes, killed over 3,000 people, brought down uh, the Twin Towers in New York, put a big-ass hole in the Pentagon, put a big-ass crater in Pennsylvania when that plane uh, got overtaken by the passengers, uh, when they overtook the terrorists uh, that hijacked it. And... Uh, no, let's go after grandma with the knitting needles instead of going after the people that look like them. And I'm not saying we should racially profile, okay? But, you know, when there's one race that did it, it's kind of, you know, kind of stupid to go after anybody else in that case. But that's just my opinion back then. But again, this is the same thing. Not all Muslims are bad. Not all Muslims are terrorists. Not all Asians are bad. Not all Asians are going to, you know, are Chinese communist spies. But we got to be on the lookout for this shit. We got to pay more attention. And guess what hasn't been in the news? Anybody got anybody venture a guess? Anybody? Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Yeah, this shit is suspiciously, suspiciously. Another conspiracy theory, but no, it's not been in the news. Hmm, I wonder why. I just don't get it. What the fuck is it going to take to wake people up? 80 plus million voters voted for the current administration. 80 plus million. More than the first black president in the history of our country. Because you got pissed off because the guy that was trying to do things for our country made some bad tweets. You got offended. Oh, poor little you. Hope you know how to grow a garden. Hope you know how to... Um, you know, eat off the land and survive off the land. 
Because if this shit goes that way, there are going to be some hungry motherfuckers out there. And due to the first story that we talked about, there's going to be some fat motherfuckers. Y'all ain't going to be able to get... <laughs> what do you mean I got to eat a salad? What do you mean I got to get out there and actually hoe a garden and weed a garden and plant crops and all that shit? I can't do that. My blood sugar's too high. I'm too depressed. I'm too this. I'm too that. I need my sugar fix. Still think they're looking out for you? Still think they have your best interests at heart? Nope. The interest they have is one color. It ain't white. It ain't black. It ain't brown. It ain't beige. It's green. And it's all the fuck they give a shit about. The color of your money. How much of it you got. And how much of it you can give it to them. So. Anyway. If you still trust the science. If you still trust the government. If you still believe that they're doing their best. And they're looking out for you then I dare you, I dare you to send me an email, mrrance50 at gmail.com. Dare you to send me one. Send me an email. Tell me why I'm wrong and why you're right in supporting and trusting our government. Now, again, I'm not advocating that we all rise up and civil war and all that shit. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, if you've got the blinders on, Tell me why you still support them. Any of them. Republican, Democrat, any of them. You got offended by some mean tweets from the guy that was the first person in a long time that was trying to do something for the American people, not to the American people. That's just my 50 cents. And I'm sure pretty soon the government will take that too. So, see you on the next one.